0: Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Last week, Gentlemen's Quarterly, GQ, released a list of 21 books you do not have to read. I do not read GQ. Just to be clear. This is... Uh, I think in a magazine you do not have to read, but that's, that's up to you. But several Christian online news journals picked up this story, and so I share it with you, and it is, it is like gold for the every Sunday preacher. I mean, this is a kind of sermon fodder that just doesn't come along every week. So um, you can find it online, it's easy, and uh, go for it. The books you do not have to read, according to GQ, are classics that have been required in high schools really for generations. Many belonging to that collection that we call the great books. Now you may know there's a lot of debate about the great books because it is a Western collection, predominantly a white male Western collection. And uh, many think that the books are as racist and sexist as they are great. Uh, some of the alternatives they provide for each book, they, they, there's a blurb for each book, why you do not have to read it, and then a suggested alternative. And actually, some of them are really good. Maybe all of them are good, I don't know, at least to read alongside, if not instead of, uh, but I don't know all of their suggestions. I think some of them are, are quite fine. Among the 21 books you do not have to read are Catcher in the Rye. Go figure. Instead, read Olivia, the story of a British uh, teenage girl who goes to a boarding school in France. Among the 21 books you do not have to read is The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. Certainly more racist than. Uh, I don't know, maybe it's great. I'm, I'm not a literary genius, but the alternative is great. Instead, read a narrative of the life of Frederick Douglass, an American slave, by Frederick Douglass. And folks, I'm so sorry, but you do not have to read Lord of the Rings. I know at least one youth minister for whom that's like an every year we have to show this at something or another. You do not have to read Lord of the Rings. Instead, and I was in a book club that read some of these uh, stories, but since I never get around to reading the books that the book club reads, uh, I don't know a whole lot about it. Um, It's great fun. You go to the book club and you have fellowship and maybe a glass of water and uh, you know. So instead, try the stories and novels of Ursula K. Le Guin uh, surrounding Earthsea. And, and, of course, wait for it. (laughs) Among the 21 books you do not have to read is the Bible, right? GQ has decided that among the 21 books you do not have to read (laughs) is the Bible. And then it has a suggested alternative uh, that I'll say just a tiny word about in a moment, but I think that the blurb about this really merits your hearing. According to GQ, the Holy Bible, this is a quote, the Holy Bible is rated very highly by all the people who supposedly live by it, but who in actuality have not read it. Those who have read it know there are some good parts. But overall, it is certainly not the finest thing that man has ever produced. It is repetitive. self-contradictory, sententious, foolish, and even, at times, ill-intentioned. If the thing you heard was good about the Bible was the nasty bits, then I propose, I know, then I propose uh, to Christoph's The Notebook, a marvelous tale, no, no, not Nicholas Sparks' The Notebook, all right? Not that silly romance thing that you see on TV over and over. And over. No, no, no. Go to Christoph's The Notebook, a marvelous tale of two brothers who have to get along when things get rough. The subtlety and cruelty of this story is like that famous sword stroke from below the boat that plunged upward through the bowels, the lungs, and the throat, and into the brain of the rower. Of course, the Bible has no stories about brothers having a hard time getting along (laughs) when things get rough. What a novel idea. According to GQ, the Bible is repetitive, self-contradictory, sententious, foolish, and even at times, ill-intentioned. And okay, I admit, I looked up sententious. <laughs> All right, That's, that is like uh, an SAT word that I didn't study uh, in my you know 28 years of school or whatever, 35, 82. <laughs> sententious means given to moralizing in a pompous or affected manner. Sententious, given to moralizing in a pompous or affected manner. The Bible is repetitive, self-contradictory, given to moralizing in a pompous manner, foolish, and even, at times, ill-intentioned. And you know what? I agree. (laughs) It is repetitive. Thank God. It is repetitive. God creates us in love. And holds us up in God's providential care and promises to be our God. And then we say yes. We wander away. So God pursues us and woos us back. And we say yes. And then we wander away. So God pursues us, woos us back. We say yes. And then we wander away. Thank God the Bible is repetitive. And God pursues us all the way down to the cross, plunged into the ground so there can never be a doubt that we are foolish, that we are ill-intentioned, and that God is unimaginable, undescribable, ineffable, unspeakable love. That would sound pompous if it wasn't so true. And the Bible is foolish. It is foolish because it tells the truth about us. And we are foolish. And the Bible is self-contradictory because it testifies to the struggles of the human heart and soul. The Bible is self-contradictory because it is written and told by human witnesses who don't always get it right and who don't always agree. Kind of like us. And in the end, Foolish people who read this foolish book know it is only the Holy Spirit of the mighty and living God that can lead us into truth and righteousness. Our psalms today are filled with repetition and conflict and contradiction. Psalm 22 is the epitome of lament. It strikes at the core of the fear and the heartache and the vulnerability of being human. Psalm 22 also witnesses to the slim thread of the memory of God's goodness, even when we think we are as deep and sheol as one can possibly be. That thin thread of memory has not to do with us has not to do with our faithfulness, but with God's faithfulness. Because even in the depths of hell, God does not let go. It was a common practice in the ancient church to chant Psalm 22 out to the burial ground with the deceased and to mourn the loss of the loved one. And then to chant Psalm 23 on the way back into town. Psalm 22 gives voice to the lament of loss, and Psalm 23 is the responding acclamation of faith. Psalm 22 gives us permission to struggle, to doubt, to fling accusations at God, to mourn. Psalm 22 gives us permission to give up hope, because God does not. Psalm 23 gives us the language to affirm the goodness of God, because we can trust this God. We will hear Psalms 22 and 23 from the Revised Standard Version of the Foolish Book, (laughs) rendered in choral fashion by the participants of the Good News Needs a Voice Seminar. The sermon will follow immediately using the language of the common English Bible as the structure of the sermon. The members of the Good News Seminar share through this sermon their laments and their struggles, their hopes, their joy, and their faith as it's woven throughout the sermon psalms. We pray that you will find your own journey named, imagined, suggested through the hearing of these Psalms. Let us pray. Let the good news come now, our God, not only in word, but in power, in the Holy Spirit, and with full assurance through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. My God, my God, why have you left me all alone? Why must I be in the depths of grief, alone and unheard, depressed, abandoned, neglected, betrayed, defeated? Where were you when I was molested and raped? Why are you so far from saving me? So far from my anguished groans. I groan, but my voice doesn't seem to matter. My God, I cry out during the day. I cry out my grief. I cry out my grief at how a healthy pregnancy can lead to infant death. I cry out my grief. I cry out my grief at how I could be an evicted single mother of two at only 19 years old. I cry out my grief how even my own father doesn't seem to love me. But you, God, you don't answer. Even at nighttime, I don't stop. I am yelling at the silence of God. Yet, you are the Holy One, enthroned. You are Israel's praise. You are a glimmer of light in the darkness, a glimmer of faith and hope, a glimmer of possibility. Our ancestors trusted you. They trusted you and you rescued them. I am not sure how I can trust you when the people who owned my ancestors were Christians. I still trust you even though I am angry. Our ancestors cried out to you and they were saved. They trusted you and they were not ashamed. Oh my God, I believe. Help my unbelief. But I am just a worm, less than human. I am reduced to nothing. I am weird, unloved. Mocked, different. I am a mistake, alone. I am insecure. I am talked about, invisible, bullied, worthless. I am nothing valuable. Yes, I'm just a worm, less than human, insulted by one person, despised by another. Does my black life matter? Am I worthy to preach your gospel? Women can't be preachers. All who see me make fun of me. They gape, shaking their heads. He committed himself to the Lord, so let God rescue him. Let God deliver him, because God likes him so much. Do I deserve to feel this hurt? But you are the one who pulled me from the womb, placing me safely at my mother's breast. I was thrown on you from birth. You've been my God since I was in my mother's womb. You are my safe retreat, my security blanket, my trust fall. I was meant to happen, and I feel secure in your grace. This safety is new to me, that I can have a peace within and know I am not forgotten. Please don't be far from me, because trouble is near, and there is no one to help. In the midst of my desperate anxiety, I need to be comforted. Many bulls surround me. Mighty bulls from Bashan encircle me. They open their mouths at me like a lion, ripping and roaring. I'm poured out like water. All my bones have fallen apart. My heart is like wax. It melts within me. I give my all, but it is never enough. I am stripped, exhausted, exhausted from being hurt. I am commodified, empty. I have nothing left to give. My strength is dried up like a piece of broken pottery. My tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You set me down in the dirt of death. I am tired, done, drained. I thirst near death. Dogs surround me. A pack of evil people circle me like a lion. Oh, my poor hands and feet. I can count all my bones. I am starving. I count the herniated discs that cause relentless pain, draining me mentally and emotionally. The government has turned its back on me. The bank wants my money. When will the hurt stop? Meanwhile, the people just stare at me, watching me. They divvy up my garments among themselves. They cast lots for my clothes. I am used. I am taken for granted. I am used up by you, and you have made me believe it was my fault. But you, Lord, don't be far away. You are my strength. Come quick and help me. Deliver me. Deliver me from the sword. Deliver my life from the power of the dog. Save me from the mouth of the lion. You are my only hope. I need you to be available. I depend on you. From the horns of the wild oxen, you have answered me. You have responded to my pleas. You have answered my prayers. You have saved me and I am at peace. I am safe in your promise of redemption and mercy. I will declare your name to my brothers and sisters. I will praise you in the very center of the congregation. Now I know what it is to evangelize. I will tell of your goodness. I will tell of your goodness to the great congregation and beyond. All you who revere the Lord, praise the Lord. All of you who are Jacob's offspring, descendants, honor the Lord. All of you who are Israel's offspring, stand in awe of him. Because God did not despise or detest the suffering of the one who suffered, he did not hide his face from me. No, God listened when I cried out to him for help. God, you showed up. You see and hear. You are the deliverer always and forever. You showed a father's unconditional love for his daughter. I am loved and accepted unconditionally. Safe and warm, I belong. I offer praise in the great congregation because of you. I will fulfill my promises in the presence of those who honor God. Let all who are suffering eat and be full. Let all who seek the Lord praise him. I pray your hearts live forever. I will welcome as I have been welcomed. I will tell of the eternal love of the creator. I will offer communion to all who seek to belong. Every part of the earth will remember and come back to the Lord. Every family among all the nations will worship you. Nations will worship you, O God. The global church will bear witness to you. The eternal love of the God who is our deliverer and our provider will always be on our lips. Because the right to rule belongs to the Lord. He rules all nations. Indeed, the earth's powerful will worship the Lord. All who are descending to the dust will kneel before him. My being also lives for God. Future descendants will serve him. Generations to come will be told about the Lord. They will proclaim God's righteousness to those yet unborn, telling them what God has done. We will tell the story. We will tell the story of what God has done. We will lend our voices to the good news that God rescues us and saves us. God saves the unwanted, the unloved, the disrespected, the suffering child of God. We will lend our voices to this good news that God shows up when we are at our lowest point. Even in the depths of hell. The Lord is my Shepherd the Lord is my Shepherd I lack nothing the Lord is my Shepherd I lack nothing if I lose everything but have the Lord my Shepherd I have it all someone else is in control and it doesn't have to be me I can relax I can surrender praise God The Lord lets me rest in grassy meadows. The Lord leads me to restful waters. The Lord keeps me alive. The Lord considers me. I am safe, at peace, at home, relieved. The faithfulness of God restores me. The Lord guides me. In proper paths, for the sake of his good name, the Lord's path leads to my happy place. I have joy as on the day the adoption was final. The Lord's path leads to my vocation, to my calling. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no danger because you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they protect me. I have hope and comfort as I am comforted by the love of my parents. You set a table for me right in front of my enemies. You bathe my head in oil, my cup is so full it spills over. Yes, goodness and faithful love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the Lord's house as long as I live. Familiar words of comfort and hope and faithfulness in the God in whom we trust. Call us fools. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen.